athlete experience. We're all about letting the athletes have a great time at the races. That was Vicky Ventura. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hi, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Just in case you are following along with my TCS New York City marathoning mileage and training, this weekend was a 17-mile run over the bridges, Brooklyn, Pulaski, and Queensboro Bridge, to be exact. And I'm feeling pretty great. Just in time for my Olympic distance triathlon on September 8th. And I'm hoping these extra miles will help improve my speed in this upcoming try. Of course, I'm having fun like recent podcast guests Matt Wilpers from Peloton and Colin McCabe from Chopped Suggested. If you haven't listened to these two episodes, I highly recommend. There's lots of great career wisdom and training insight. Which brings me to today's episode with the race director of my all-time favorite Olympic distance triathlon, Mighty Hamptons. Her name, Vicky Ventura. Let me tell you a little bit about this race. Nearly four decades ago, a Long Island swimmer, triathlete, and coach, passionate about racing, took over a local triathlon in Sag Harbor. Today, sadly, he is no longer with us, but the legacy of Steve Tarpinian lives on. That race is known as Mighty Hamptons, and it continues to thrive as part of the company event power. With 13 events, triathlon, duathlon, runs, and youth programming, event power is the top race event producer on Long Island. With races in luxury vacation destinations on the North Fork, Montauk, and Sag Harbor, as well as local favorites in Huntington, East Meadow, Riverhead, and Smith Point. Vicky Ventura is passionate about continuing to bring these events to life, doing what she loves. For Vicky, it all began with running. Empowered by the sport in high school and college, it led to a volunteering gig with Event Power in her hometown, signing up for a few triathlons, and she was hooked. Today, she is running the event company with the mission to inspire others through sport. Vicky offers a behind-the-scenes look at what it truly takes to produce all-star events, insight on some of these beautiful race courses, and a glimpse into the business of local race event production. I hope you enjoy. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy. Just head over to your device, scroll through the list of podcast episodes, click on write a review, leave a review, and five stars. It's simple. Now, on to the episode. Vicki, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. As the race director of one of my favorite races, Mighty Hamptons, which I've been doing now, I think, for seven years, it is a pleasure to have you on the podcast Thank you so much. Thanks for inviting me to be part of it. I know that Mighty Hamptons has a really long history as one of the signature races for your company, Event Power. Tell me a little bit about Mighty Hamptons and then also about Event Power and where it began. Yeah, so Mighty Hamptons was Event Power's first event. 
And the Mighty Hampton Triathlon used to be put on by the hospital, and then they were going to stop producing it. So the founder of Event Power, Steve Tarpinian, he had decided to take over the event and manage it, and then that's how Event Power started. So it's a 1.5-kilometer swim, a 40K bike, and a 10K run. And he had taken over the event back in 1982. So it started, that's how Event Power started. That's when it started. And then from there, more events came about. So then we added the Mighty North Fork Triathlon. And then we added um, additional races like the Mighty Man Triathlon in Montauk to the Mini Mighty Man. Um, and it all started with the Mighty Hamptons. And so now how many races do you have throughout Long Island in the Hamptons, the North Fork? And then you also have some that are... So we have from East Meadow, which is kind of the um, a little bit, it's in Nassau County, and our races go all the way to Montauk. So, so I always say East Meadow to Montauk, and we have 13 events. And you've built that since your first event in 1982? Yes. When did you start with Event Power? No, I started with Event Power as a volunteer in 2002. And so are, were you an athlete at the time? What got you into working with Event Power and triathlon? I started, yeah, I was a runner. So I uh, ran in high school. I ran only uh, one year in college, but then what got me started was running. And then I ended up signing up for my first triathlon as a runner, got through the swim and the bike, and then got hooked and started participating in other events and then wanted to be more involved. So I volunteered and I started volunteering at the Mighty North Fork and Mighty Hamptons. And then I became the volunteer coordinator. And then from there, I became the race director. And so as race director, like what are some of your responsibilities and roles? I put all the pieces together. I have a great team behind me. And everyone, you know, takes on certain responsibilities. But I manage all the logistics of the event. So it, you know, whether it's handling the registration process or it's creating the envelope notes for the athletes, working with the police and coordinating, having them on course, coordinating the volunteers that are going to be there, managing the staff that we have at each of the events, doing the orders, ordering the swim caps, ordering awards for the races, finisher medals. It's really just putting all the pieces together, overseeing and creating if we need to, if we have a new event, creating the course or just overseeing the course, making sure that there's nothing that needs to change due to construction or if the road has potholes on it. That's something we're always looking at, making sure that on race morning, the course is marked properly and well and that all our volunteers are in place. Even goes down to ordering the water and the water stops and stuffing the envelopes and the goodie bags and working with sponsors for the races as well. I have never had a better race experience locally than I have with Event Power and Mighty Hamptons. Everyone is just so nice. The races are so well organized. There's great partners. A lot of my listeners have been asking me about local races they could do because you know you really get to see a neighborhood or an area by doing a local race running a local race is not easy I mean you need to hire all these people every time I come to your races you know they're perfectly staffed you have one of the most amazing swim directors in Long (laughs) Island Vicky Edwards who was my coach at one point and basically got me over my fear of getting into the open water you know, how do you decide who you want to sponsor or be involved in some of the races? We want to enhance the athlete experience. We're all about letting the athletes have a great time at the races. And if there's a sponsor or partner that offers something that we enjoy or that I enjoy, then I think it's a win-win to bring them to the event and have them share, you know, whatever they have to share with the athletes. For example, Runner's Edge. I've been 
buying my sneakers at Runner's Edge since I was in high school. So it just makes sense to partner with them, with local bike shops. It's bike shops that I would be comfortable taking my bike to. For all our sponsors, it's, you know, something, Tate's Cookies, for example. It's cookies that I enjoy eating. It's not like we're like, you know, oh, let's just find sponsors that are out there, but let's find sponsors that we we support their mission and what they're doing and we enjoy their product as well. And that's one of the advantages of being a local race is that you can, you know, really think about brands that you're in alignment with and that your athletes can experience locally where they live and also, you know, that benefit the athletes and the brands equally. Exactly. Speaking of athletes, how many athletes are there on average? You know, I know you have 13 races. It's not just triathlon. It's running as well. Yes, we have a couple running races and then two duathlons and then the rest of triathlons. What would be your biggest race? The biggest race that you have, how many people are there? Uh, the biggest race is the Mighty Man Triathlon in Montauk. That's this year, September 29th. And that's a sprint, Olympic and a half iron distance all in one day. And then after that, the uh, Mighty Hamptons and Smith Point Triathlon um, are the other two big ones. And so Mighty Hamptons is September 8th. Yes. And when is Smith Point? Was that one already? Yeah, that just passed. That was on August 4th. And you also do a sprint on the North Fork. You guys are still doing that, right? Yes, that's a Cast Mighty North Fork Triathlon. Excellent. What's Cast? Cast is Community Action of South Hold Town. And they're a local community uh, not-for-profit that helps anyone in the area, whether it's with um, like food or any items they need. It's a food pantry, but also they have services for the local community. Do you have primarily athletes that are coming from New York City or from Long Island that are coming to, to do your races, or do they come from all over the world? We have athletes from all over the world, the smaller events, like our pool triathlons, it's more local-based. Our Mighty Hamptons triathlon, we see a majority of our athletes from New York City. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on each race. But throughout the entire season, we reach 5,000 athletes from all over the world. I think last year we reached 11 countries. That's amazing. And I mean, because it's a smaller race, you know, what are the – does it depend on the race, like how many spots there are for qualifying for nationals? That all depends on um, USAT ranking. So all our events are USAT sanctions. And then from the results, then USAT decides, you know, who's qualifies for what. So what races have you done? I've done the Tobey Triathlon. Mm-hmm. That's in August. So I've done all non-event power races um, because I'm working <laughs> event power. Yeah. I've done the Mighty Montauk Triathlon. It's an Olympic distance race in June. It's also called the RJA Memorial Triathlon. And oh, what's some- that triathlon? That's an Olympic distance race that takes place in June. I haven't done it, but I think it's something I would do. I don't really like to swim in the ocean, which is why I love Mighty Hamptons. It is hands down my favorite race because I have been swimming there for at least eight years. It's a beautiful area on the bay. Because you're right along the shore, so you can always see the shore throughout the entire swim. Yeah, and sometimes you can even stand. Yeah, that's true. So obviously these events have been now going on for four decades. Do you ever change the course or do you keep it the same year after year? We usually keep the course the same year after year and that way athletes can compare their times. If you've done a race five years ago, but you're coming back to do it, you can always compare your times. The only time we change a course is if we need to for whether it's safety reasons or if there is something, you know, 
there's construction, which we hope not to have. But if there's any reason that we need to change it, we might change it for a year and then we'd switch it back. When Steve Tarpinian started Event Power and Mighty Hampton, was he a triathlete? Was he? He was a triathlete. He was a swimmer. He was an avid swimmer. And um, I know he, he had done Ironman in Hawaii. And I think he was just part of the races and or the triathlon community. And he saw a race that needed a new race director. And so he took it on. Amazing. Are you racing or training at all now? Um, well, I started training again. I was going to race uh, Tobe Triathlon this Sunday. Okay. So that is my plan. I had a pedicure gone bad. And now my <laughs> toenail is not in the best shape or my toe. So it is wrapped up right now. And I'm hoping it feels better by Sunday. Can I just say that I actually just about the pedicure that I went to get a pedicure the other day and I said to the manicurist, I'm like, do not under any circumstances cut my toenails because I'm training for so many races. And if one thing goes wrong. Yeah. And I didn't even think about it. It was my first pedicure since I had my daughter and I was like just relaxing and before I knew it, I was like, ow, that hurts. So then I had to go to a podiatrist and now I am on the mend, but hopefully it gets better in the next couple of days. So do you think you're going to do the race anyway? I'm hoping to, but I don't want to, just because it you know, was infected and everything, I don't want to put it in my bike shoe or run and have more pain and then be set myself back because I do need to run around after my three-year-old and my six-month-old. So I would love to do the race, but I'm going to see you know, how I feel on Saturday. Awesome. What are some of your goals with, as being race director, with the races that you have now and like the future of event power? For our races now, we would just like to build the races, increase the number of participants. We always like to increase the number of partners that we have and just really have a great athlete experience. I know I had mentioned that before. Um, So yeah, the first goal would be to increase the participation. And then in terms of adding an event, we don't just add an event to say, hey, let's, you know, add one more race but if we go to location and we're like wow this is a beautiful location for a race site you know we could swim bike and run here if we had the community support if we had the a connection with the community and we said you know you can we need volunteers where can we find the volunteers that are local to this area then we would definitely say okay let's try to put on a race here but we wouldn't just be like all right let's add another race so it's really just it has to be a perfect fit all together so right now, you know, we don't have any plans to add any races for next year, but just to grow the races that we currently have on our calendar. Is that a big part of how you pick where where you're going to be running an event or doing a race is by the neighborhood and the culture and if it's a spot where all of those things align? Exactly. Yeah, we want to make sure that we're welcome in the community. We don't want to come in or go to an area where they might not want, you know, road closures at certain times or there isn't a beach that works out well or you know you also have to consider if there's a marina and there's neighbors that are using the marina so a lot of factors go into where you're picking your race Mm -hmm. um, location so if everything aligns and that's when we would add one but we wouldn't go uh, add one unless it made sense well I think it's amazing that you are able to do these races in the Hamptons and Montauk I mean just because I know that the town is very strict about these kind of things and it's just one of the most beautiful places in the world. So, I mean, even if you're not a triathlete, it's worth it to try to do a race as a sprint to kind of see 
the area because it's, it's an experience that like you could really never have unless you're doing a race. Yeah, and we're lucky because Route 90 Hampton Triathlon has been going on for over 30 years. So the community knows us, you know, we know everyone who lives in the area knows the race is coming. And so we've kind of established ourselves in the Hamptons because it's been around for so long. And even Montauk that's been around for over 15 years now. So people in the community just, you know, know about the event and they enjoy it and they participate. And every year we see more local athletes participating because they whether someone just moved to the community and they find out about the event or they happen to drive by and see us setting up and they learn about the event and they come join us the next year. Yeah, I think I learned about it through participating in Mighty North Fork because I had a house in South Hold and I heard that there was a triathlon and I started doing that race. Oh, nice. And then I wanted to increase my distance, of course, like all triathletes. (laughs) And then I've been doing it for now for eight years. I love the swim. I love the bike course through the rolling hills in Sag Harbor. I mean, they're not hills compared to people that are doing Kona, but they're hills if you live in New York City. Yeah, for Long Island, they're hills. Yeah, they're hills for Long Island. I mean, Montauk is much hillier, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah. How many new signups do you have versus repeat racers? I'd say for Mighty Hamptons, we have almost 100 people that said that this is their first triathlon that they're participating in. So we do have, you know, for each race, I'd say about 20% are first-time triathletes. That's amazing. So we talked a little bit about Mighty Hampton, but Mighty Montauk. I've never done Mighty Montauk. Maybe tell me a little bit about the race course. That race is a little unique. We used to swim and Fort Pond. And last year, in terms of changing the course, uh, there was blue-green algae in Fort Pond. So we had to swim, change the swim to Navy Beach. So it was a different, you know, we had to have two transition areas. Our team was incredible and was able to, you know, set up both transition areas the day before the event. And we were testing the water quality all the way up until the day before the race. And that's when we had to make the decision because we had to set up the course. So um, the swim this year, you know, we planned to be in Fort Pond. But again, if blue-green algae does appear, then we would have to move to Navy Beach. And then the bike course, it depends on which race you're doing. There's a sprint, an Olympic, and the half. So the half is two loops with two out and backs. And the Olympic does one loop with only one of the out and backs and the sprint just does a portion of the loop and the Olympic and the half go out towards the lighthouse. So it's beautiful. You're passing a national historical landmark, the Montauk lighthouse. It's the end or some people say the beginning of Long Island. So that's always great. It's a beautiful shot. The photographer's right there waiting to capture everyone. And it is a little bit of a hilly course. And then the run course for the half, It is the same thing, two loops, Olympic, one loop, and the sprint is around the lake at Fort Pond. And that is a hilly course that has Murder Hill on it, which is a very steep hill that is, again, only for the Olympic and the half. But it's a challenging course, and people love coming out to Montauk, especially that time of year. It's, you know, perfect weather. The season down out there is winding down a little bit, so it's not too busy. You know, everywhere you go, you see triathletes, you see people riding around with their bikes on the back of their car, and you just, you know, it's a great community feel. I love it. I want to do it. Yeah, you should join us this year. I know. I should. Do you have a duathlon? Not in Montauk. In Montauk, we do have the aqua bike, so you can do the swim and the bike and not the run. But we do two duathlons, both at Hexer State Park, and we do one on Mother's Day in May, and then one in the fall in October. But at Mighty Montauk, can you do it as a relay? You can do a relay. Okay. All I really, races you can do as a relay. You can do all of your races as a relay. Yes. And you can do a two-person or a three-person relay. Awesome. Because I would do the bike and the run, 
but I don't know if I would do the swim. Yeah, you can definitely get a relay member. And we actually have a spot on our website now if someone wants to sign up for the, a relay but needs like a swimmer, say, then we can post it there and people can sign up at that point for whatever discipline they might uh, want to do. I want Vicky to be the swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky Edwards. <laughs> yeah, she'll be. So she's the. So Vicky Edwards, who is one of the top triathlon coaches out on Long Island, and she also has athletes worldwide. She'll be on the podcast eventually. She's your swim director for all your swims now, or for just some of them? For all of our swims, except uh, she's not always at the Huntington Triathlon because she does a camp up in Lake Placid, right. a training camp. So other than that, she is our swim course coordinator for all our events. So as like a course coordinator, do you decide what the route is going to be on the course? Or you're also like overseeing, you know, everything from safety to the buoys being put out in the water or, you know, where the police are on the course if you're talking about the bike or the run? Yeah, so each uh, captain of the each each discipline has the captain, and the captain really oversees the entire process from setup to breakdown. So, for example, Vicky, you know, is in charge of blowing up the buoys, making sure you know we have whether it's a yellow triangle as a turn buoy and the orange is a sight buoy, making sure we have enough buoys on the course. The courses are pretty set based on each event, but of course, if there was any safety issues or we needed to adjust the course, they would be a part of making that decision. Making sure, you know, in the morning we always top off the buoys, make sure they're fully inflated, coordinating with the lifeguards, making sure that they're set, that they're good to go before we start the race. And um, really every placing the volunteers from the point of, you know, anywhere on the stand. So it's whether you're getting the athletes through the swim corral to the into the water or they're coming out of the water into transition area so she oversees all of that and she's been an incredible addition to our team so we're very fortunate to have her with us and then we also have uh, you know a bike and run course coordinator um mark Amodio. he's been incredible as well so same thing he'll go out he'll mark the course make sure all the signs and arrows are in place um we put out some quote signs so there's motivational quotes along the course he marks it on the ground um, with chalk paint and with arrows and then brings out the volunteers, the water stops. And then at the end of the day, picks everyone up and uh, all the signs and the volunteers. And same thing, you know, if he sees a tree down on the course, then it's, you know, what are we going to do? And we figure it out and we come up with a solution at that point. That's great. That's amazing. People really need to thank those Vicky and Mark and all the volunteers, right? Because I, lo I love the local kind of culture around a race. You know, there aren't that many left but I still yeah, I still love my Ironman yeah we ha there's something for everyone and some people you know they start local they go do an Ironman and they come back or if they're training for an Ironman but they have a lot of friends that are still doing our races they'll be like you know I can't do a sprint it doesn't fit into my training schedule but I'll volunteer so we see you know all different levels of athletes what is the program for volunteers in case like somebody you know I know you know New York Roadrunners has a program for people that want to qualify to get into the New York City Marathon, they have like nine plus one. You know, are there different programs for people if they volunteer that they get into a race or how does that, how does your volunteer program work? So we have, every time you volunteer, you earn credits. So if you were to volunteer for an entire sprint race, you'll earn two credits and then that gets you into a sprint race. So you volunteer for a sprint race, you get into a sprint race. Um, if you wanted to do an Olympic distance race, you would need four credits. So you would either need to volunteer for two sprints um, or some the duat two duathlons and a sprint. So there's different ways to build volunteer credits, but each shift is assigned credit. So we basically have different shifts. So for Mighty Hamptons, 
we'll have four available shifts and you let us know when you want to volunteer and you'll know how many credits you'll get. And then you could use that in Montauk for, you know, if you volunteer for the full day at Mighty Hamptons, then you'll earn credits to to race for either a race in Montauk, or if you wanted to do the half and you didn't have enough credits, you could use your credits as a discount. So they can either work as a discount or for an entire entry and they never expire. That's awesome. That's so great. That's really amazing for people who signing up for races and for the entire summer can definitely get expensive, but also it's a great way to kind of still experience the culture by volunteering and then earning credits and adding additional races to your roster for the summer or for the season. Exactly. And with so many races, you know, it's impossible for someone to race all our events, but if you still want to be a part of them, you can race half the events and then you know, earn credits for the other half. And even if you race in the beginning of the season, if you volunteer towards the end of the season, you can use them next year for the beginning of the season. That's really great. Does Event Power have partnerships with any of the hotels locally, or would you recommend any hotels that people could stay at that are coming to do Mighty Hamptons or Mighty Montauk? Because they are kind of destination spots in terms of you know, people coming from New York City or people coming from, you know, around the world, like that don't live locally? Yes, for um, like, example, for Mighty Man Montauk, we have partners um, with those hotels. For Mighty Hamptons, we don't really have too many partnerships with hotels out there. But for Mighty Man, we have them listed on our website and they they often offer a discount for the athletes. So it's if you have your bib number with you, you either you could get, you know, stay two nights, get a third night free or 10 or 20% off your entire stay. So depending on the hotel, it depends on the discount that they offer. But we've worked with Royal Atlantic, Daunt's Albatross, Harborside, Soleil East. So there's a bunch of hotels that are all on your website. website. Okay. Yes. You know, if, you know, I am a seasoned triathlete and have done many races, but what would you recommend for someone who is looking to get into the sport and has never done a triathlon? What races, what event power events would you recommend them signing up for? Um, So it depends if they are comfortable in the open water or not. Some people, you know, the open water kind of freaks them out a little bit. So we do have a pool triathlon. We have the Power of a Woman and Mini Mighty Man pool triathlons back to back in April. And those give athletes the opportunity to try, you know, whether it's your first triathlon or you just want to get, you know, get racing because it's April and you haven't raced all season, you know, or all winter. And so that's a pool swim. So you, there's no wetsuits allowed. You're in the pool. You're swimming in the lane lines. It's a very um, controlled environment. So that would be a great beginner race if you were unsure about the open water. Or uh, Mighty North Fork, which is the end of May, is a great beginner race because it's a short race. So it's a 500-meter swim. It's a seven-mile bike. And then it's a three-and-a-half-mile run. So it's a good quick morning. It um, gives you a taste of what triathlon is about. But it's also a fun race. You're out in, uh, on the North Fork of Long Island. People go to the wineries after there's the brewery out there. Now you can spend the day at the beach. So that's a fun one. And then Smith point, um, triathlon has been our fastest growing event. So that's a huge one where teams come out. So if you're new to triathlon and you want to join a triathlon team, you know, if you go to Smith point triathlon, you'll see majority of triathlon teams on Long Island. Some teams, um, bring up to 40 last year, Wildwood Warriors or this year, Wildwood Warriors brought 40, um, athletes to the event. Merrick Bicycles had over 16 people. Um, so it's really, you know, a, a fun event to go to. What's so the course? Great... That one is a 500 meter swim, a 
16k bike and a 5k run it's at smith point yes at smith and you go over the bridge at smith point county park so we close down the bridge so it's close to traffic and it's just a beautiful course wow that sounds nice yeah and babylon bike shop is out there with bike support for everyone so it's a great event awesome those three events would be the ones that you would recommend exactly yeah those are the best beginner races that we offer yeah and then what about like for my diehard Ironman racers that are listening like my I, I have a few people a few of my listeners in mind right now what do you recommend I would say Montauk has everything um, September 29th you can do a sprint Olympic or the half iron distance race and also Mighty Hamptons I mean that's just a beautiful venue we have all different levels of athletes come to that event so Mighty Hamptons is the most competitive event I was just gonna say year. it's super competitive yeah, this year we're offering prize money. So the first place male and first place female each receive $1,000. And we have a $3,300 prize purse in total for the top six, you know, top three male, top three female athletes. So this year will even be more competitive, but that one um, is definitely a great one. That's awesome. I'm definitely not winning $1,000, but you know, that is a, <laughs> never know. That is, well, maybe if I age up, you know, because <laughs> this is like, I feel like my age group is the most competitive age group in the sport of triathlon. I mean, I'm 47. So this is the other wonderful thing about triathlon is that, you know, whatever age you are, you're a year older at your race, pretty much. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so for the last eight years, I don't really know if I'm 47 now or 48. It's kind of confusing. <laughs> I have to always do the math thanks to triathlon. That's true. Uh, yeah, we see our biggest age group is 40 to 44 and it's going up. So it's definitely that's a competitive age group. What about the younger age group, like the 25 to 30, 20, 25? Is that a big age group for you or not really? It used to be. It's not as big anymore, but it is still one of the most competitive age groups. So I'd say the late 20s is where most of our race winners come from. But again, any age can win the event. But it used to, you know, the younger generation, kind of younger groups used to be the biggest size. And now it's definitely changing. But now, you know, we are trying to work with other local organizations and teams to build youth events back up on Long Island so we can hopefully get those numbers back up. Are there any youth triathlons, actually? I was just wondering about that. Like, There is a couple. There's the Tobey Triathlon, which is coming up. They have a youth race on Saturday. There's a new one in September out near Stony Brook. And there's also I Try Girls puts on one, or I Try, and they put one on at the same location as the Mighty Hamptons Triathlon. So those are three youth races right now that are on Long Island. And then our mini Mighty Man Triathlon, that passed in April, but we have a youth race there. And this year we had our largest youth race to date with almost 100 youth participants. Wow. That's amazing. And they all, all the kids are from Long Island pretty much? Majority are from either Long Island or New York. This has been really awesome to connect with you. I hope that my listeners sign up for a triathlon because obviously it's my favorite sport. And, and definitely, you know, Long Island is so beautiful no matter where you are on the water. It's a magical place. So I definitely hope that people go to your website at eventpowerli.com. And then what about on social media? Where, where can people find you? They can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, both under Event Power. Okay, awesome. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram 
and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarnieOnTheMove1 at gmail.com and let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of, If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. 